Earlier this week, I was so concerned for all of my friends in Louisiana who got hit so hard and are still suffering to this day because of the Hurricane Ida and the Tropical Storm Ida that hit there. Uh, Just a, a brutal impact in Louisiana. And it took a few days, and now it hit us hard here in New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Here there's flooding everywhere. We've had over a dozen people die, and uh, it's, it's just a brutal thing. And I want us to discuss the true impact of global warming and even where global warming, climate change, and race and racism intersect. Environmental racism is real. And I want to tell you what that actually means and how climate change is impacting us in a very real way right now. I hope you see it. There were tornadoes here, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, flooding down streets that now look like rivers and it is bananas. Let's talk about it. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King. You are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. Hey everybody, you probably already know by now that I don't promote any products on here that I don't actually use and care about myself. And there's nothing that I care about more than you and your family getting life insurance. Listen, summer's almost over. My kids have just started school. I need you to take care of this. Get ahead of reality and get life insurance done now. And when you go to Policy Genius, you can get free quotes in minutes. Here's the thing. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top life insurers all in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes just with them. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you. They don't work for the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. Head now to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Get your life insurance today. I've got it, and I want you to have it too. When you are dealing every day with the impact of racism, white supremacy, police violence, it can be that you see and experience. It can be hard to be mindful of the environment. Now, not for all of you. Some of you balance that out just fine, and God bless you. I'm glad, I'm glad you exist, and I'm glad you can balance all those things out. But problems with the climate and the environment often feel, that's the operative word here, feel invisible. Because it's it's easy for it to feel like no person is doing this to you. It's a hurricane. It's a storm. It's flooding. You know, 
the viral videos are of the water and the flooding. And so it's hard to feel like, well, who do I blame for this? Is it is it God? Is it nature? What corporation or evil person did this? And so it's a it's it's a different type of frustration. And I want to take a moment to explain very, very briefly climate change and global warming in like layman's terms for this is particularly for those of you who either don't really understand it or maybe don't believe it. I just want to give you like my basic working definition of what's going on. In the world right now, we have nearly 8 billion people. And the world is growing rapidly. I mean, the world is growing at a rapid, rapid pace. And if you go back literally just 100 years ago, and then 200 years ago, 400 years ago, the world, the populated earth, let's, let's just say humans have been on this, this planet for, let's just say 10,000 years. Okay, we can debate that later. Well, 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, there wasn't even a billion people. Okay, and, and some studies say that 1,000 years ago there wasn't even 100 million people. And so the population is exploding, and we are now at nearly 8 billion people. That's just science, okay? That's just math. There's nothing debatable here. Well, the 8 billion of us and all of the corporations and all of the devices we use from cars and technology, from all the manufacturing and everything that we do, we produce a ton of waste. That's not, a ton is not even the right. I mean, the amount of waste that 8 billion people and all of our corporations and all of our technologies, all that we produce is astronomical. And the 8 billion of us and all of the waste we produce is causing real environmental problems. That should not be debatable. Because there are 8 billion of us and all the things, that, and, and, and then 8 billion of us and then billions of animals that have to supply the, the food we eat and, and everything else, it's creating real challenges and problems for the environment. And it is the belief of 99.9% of the scientific community that the stress we are putting on the earth from all of the waste, all of it is not just ill-intentioned. Some of it is, is dangerous and, and should not be happening the way it is. But 8 billion people and all of their needs being met and wants being met is producing such an astronomical amount of waste that it is pushing the environment from the soil and the ground that we walk on and farm and plant to, to the coldest places on earth that appear to be getting warmer and warmer and warmer to our sacred places from rainforest and everything in between, it's all being pushed to horrible limits. And we see as a result 
animals becoming extinct, sacred grounds and lands becoming encroached on, and how could they not? When you go from 5 billion to 6 billion to 7 billion to 8 billion people and growing and growing and growing, and it's impacting the earth in so many ways. And one of the ways it's impacting the earth is it appears from measurements. I said that slowly, just so you know that, again, this is not like a liberal, uh, a liberal conspiracy theories. Water in the ocean all over the world is getting warmer and warmer and warmer. As a result of that water getting warmer, it is causing water of the ocean, which, call, which covers most of the earth, getting warmer, and the height of the water getting higher and higher. It is causing floods and weather changes that we've never seen before. Just this past winter in New York, it snowed like several feet in a day. And people were saying that they had not seen this in in decades. Well, now over the past 24 hours in Central Park here in New York, it rained four four inches in an hour in Central Park, which is the most ever measured in the history of the park. Like we are getting new weather surges that impact us in crazy ways. A friend of mine, it was heartbreaking, a friend of mine posted on Instagram. He was out of town. And his car was parked right outside of his home, and he he lives in the city in Philadelphia. And um, he's a practicing Muslim, and his father uh, gave him a Quran that mattered so much to him. And he kept the Quran on the hood of his car because he said he he travels and spends so much time on his car, and he also feels like that Quran uh, just protected him. And he showed pictures that his family took of his truck slowly being completely submerged by water. And he was just devastated. I'm talking about a a truck that's six and a half feet tall, completely covered in the middle of a city street in Philadelphia. And what I see here in New York, in Philadelphia, in New Jersey, where we were hit so, so hard, excuse me, by this storm over the past 24 hours, so many of my friends said, Their homes have flooded. I'm literally getting pictures right now as I'm recording from my wife of our friends' homes uh, whose homes have completely flooded. Some of them are out of town and need help even figuring out how to fix it and address it. Is that in city centers, the majority of African Americans, and just for sake of time, I'll just speak about black folk in this illustration. The majority of African-Americans in this country live in urban city centers. Well, when those urban city centers, like those in Brooklyn and Manhattan and Queens and the Bronx, uh, in Philadelphia, in Newark, New Jersey, all of those places, all the boroughs of New York, in Newark, in Philadelphia, have been devastated over the past 24 hours with floods. All of a sudden, in New York and New Jersey, all of our subways are shut down. Like This is how people get to work. This is how people go to the store. This is how we get around. All of a sudden, all the subways are shut down. 
Babies died in flooded basements. Elderly people died in flooded basements all over New York this past night. And when you live primarily, when African-Americans primarily live in urban city centers, and those places are then devastated by flooding, in part, and this is just obvious, America's cities are not prepared to handle this amount of rain. Theoretically, when it rains this much, the rain is supposed to go into the drains that are on every street, and those drains are supposed to carry the water to ponds, lakes, reservoirs, oceans. That's what's supposed to happen. When it rains, it's not supposed to pile up on the street, submerge your cars with water, and then flood your homes and kill people. But what is clear is that in our cities, these drains were never intended or built or designed or imagined or engineered with this amount of rain in mind. And we're going to have to change that. I don't even know what that looks like. Do do we need, you know, a thousand percent more drains? Do we need, do the drains need to be bigger? Do they need to be located differently? Do roads need to be designed differently to be able to catch this volume of water and cycle it out wherever it needs to go? Because what I know is cities can't endure this over and over and over and over again. The Newark airport, one of the biggest airports in America, flooded. Like, what are they going to do? The bottom level, which process, I've been to the Newark airport a million times. That processes people's luggage and all that. It's literally underwater. You know, we have to make the changes we need to make. And we also need to understand that it can't just be in the most privileged zip codes and communities. We have to look at the communities that would be most impacted by climate change, by flooding, by huge storm surges, and make sure that those communities are prepared in the serious ways to be able to not only survive these things. Living, that's great. I'm, I'm glad if you survived it. But we need to make it where people's lives aren't devastated, where their belongings aren't ruined, where their livelihood is not impacted every time there's a huge storm. And that's what we're seeing right now here in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and everywhere in between. Listen, I've got to run. i got a few meetings, and uh, we actually had some leaks in our home as well, and so we have somebody here addressing that. But um, please, when you get a chance, go to freemarvinguy.com. Join our campaign to, to fight for Marvin Guy. And if you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, we need you, okay? That's what supports this podcast and all the great work that we do. Love and appreciate you all. See you back here tomorrow for the final episode of the week. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hi, this is Donnie Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at the North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. 
We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. It's the pathway to freedom.